That's correct, right? Isn't this the Good evening, Lelo. Good evening to the listeners. Yeah, it's Safka, the South African Football Coaches Association. Yeah. Thank you so much and welcome to the show. Thank you for joining us. It's my pleasure to be here. Thanks. You know, as the FIFA World Cup uh, Russia 2018 is fast approaching now, we are gripped by the battle of the cultures, the different continents. And once again, I mean, there is no doubt that uh, the team with the strongest conviction on its playing philosophy and even some luck as well on their side, they will emerge as the winners in uh, the World Cup. Now, Uruguay has got the likes of Suarez. Egypt has got Salah, provided that he does uh, recover in time. Spain has got uh, Iniesta, Portugal. Ronaldo, France has got Pogba, Argentina, Lionel Messi, Croatia, Luka Modric, Brazil, Neymar, Belgium, Hazard, you name it, Colombia. They've got uh, James, Senegal's got Mane. Yeah, and these are just some of the examples of the players that are expected to stand out and provide the needed creativity and improvisation and also some unique actions to benefit their teams and of course strangely England looks to have uh, the youngest team in the World Cup there they have about uh, a 19 year old by the name of John Alexander Arnold and this shows the intentions of a nation that has a view to the future so now you know just uh, tell us uh, Sudesh I mean we we've seen in the past uh, World Cups the last time that a team outside of a outside of Europe winning the World Cup, it was uh, in 2002, and that was Brazil. After that, it was Italy, it was Spain, and then Germany. And it seems like uh, Europe usually are the, the dominating force when it comes to the World Cup. Why is that? Yeah, exactly, Lelo. I think if you look at the history of, of the World Cups, it's, it's always won by a, t- a team from the continent, except, as you mentioned, rightfully, Brazil in 2002. And then Germany did it in 2014. Mm. So those are the only two exceptions. But when you look at the history, there's just been eight countries that have won the, the, the World Cup, you know, in over 100 years, so close to 100 years. So eight it shows countries. how tough it is to win the World Cup. What's the secret source of these countries? I mean, fewer than 10 in the history of the World Cup? I don't think it's actually secret. I think it's countries that keep doing the right thing, you know, that have proper structures, uh, that have the pedigree, uh, that are always there to compete. And I don't think it's it's, it's rocket science, you know, to, to win the World Cup. But you've got to have that strong pedigree and heritage and just keep doing the right things continuously, you know, consistently. Why are we not doing the right things here? Because clearly, I mean, we're not even going, we're not even there in Russia as South Africa. Lelo, I think we don't have time for that on this show. <laughs> yeah, that will take a complete show on its own to, uh-huh. to, to dissect that. But yeah. Uh, for an African country to do it, same like with an Asian country, I think it's 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 still going to take a long time. Now tell us, you know, how has the world of football evolved over the years from the time that the World Cup started up until now? Yeah, as I said, you know, surprisingly, just eight countries winning it, mm. but there's been that constant evolution. And the interesting, you, you, you mentioned this galaxy of stars that are going to be there. Yeah. I think that's what's special about the World Cup. Every Every four years all the top stars all of the world come together but i think for me from a coaching side is to actually analyze and look at the evolution of the playing styles you know mm. because every world cup comes with 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 specific kind of trends that everyone else follows for the next four years mm. so that's where the evolution of the world cup for me means so much and then as far as continents are, are concerned i mean uh, i think it's safe to say that uh, europe has uh, won it more than any other continent which continent has impressed you so far in terms of this evolution of football? I think the two continents that lead the way is Europe and South America. I mean, mm. they've, and, and that's where the winners have been coming from. Uh, we've been seeing in the past two or three World Cups, 
the African countries, the Asians have been coming strongly, but uh, not really to compete, you know. I don't think they can really get uh, to the quarterfinals, semifinals. Korea did it when they hosted it, but uh, that would just be a one-off thing, you know. And then with Africa, there, there's always been the struggle to try and get to a semi-final stage of the World Cup. I mean, we, almost, we saw it almost happen when uh, it was Uruguay against uh, Ghana. Against yeah. Ghana. And then uh, Asamoah Gyan unluckily yeah. hitting uh, the crossbar there in, in that penalty. Uh, what is it uh, that has made Africa to struggle so much to even break through that ceiling of a quarterfinal? I think that, as you mentioned, is actually a reflection of of, of our football structures on the continent. Mm. Uh, the teams that consistently make it to those stages globally are, are the real superpowers of world football. So when you get an African and an Asian country trying to make it to that stage, it could happen accidentally, or they just have a good run, or they got a group sta- uh, a set of players for that for that uh, phase. Mm. But generally, to get to there consistently, you'll see it's the same names over and over again. And those are the countries that have the pedigree and have good structures in their country for, for decades, you know. And then, you know, speaking of Asia, we see there's something happening out there in China where whenever big name stars are retiring, they go there, you know, they go to China. What's happening there? What are the money people in China doing when it comes to their football? Because, I mean, uh, the money is the one that is attracting the stars, but the stars keep going there. Will that bear some kind of fruit in the future? Yeah, I think it's a bit of a upside-down uh, kind of vision. You know, they try at the top end mm-hmm. to, to come with the money, splash out the money, bring the big stars. But on the ground, they don't have a strong foundation. And that's why you don't find the Chinese national team really doing well mm. because they haven't been concentrating on their own players, developing their own players. Every year, there's all these big-name players going there to get a big check, and, 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 and they don't really put the effort in. But the country in, in, in Asia that has really been doing well mm. is Japan, and they've got solid structures, and that's why they're always competing. I mean, the women have won the World Cup. They have. The youth teams are always competing for World Youth Cups. But when you look at the structures in the country, I mean, they've, they are the closest in Asia to Europe with, with the structures, the leagues, and the development system, and that's why they do well always, you know. And then uh, in Africa? What do you say about Africa? Because a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, African players do play their trade in, in Europe. They, they do have that experience of playing against Europeans. I mean, they've got, they've got the grit, they've got the physique, they've got the skill. But then... Yeah, I think on, on, on our beloved continent, yeah, we have a mixture of everything. We have the talent, exceptional natural talent. Then you go North Africa, it, it's a bit more structured, a bit more organized, a bit more tactically astute. Mm. Uh, it's just that coming back to the way the game is run, the way the game is administered, you know, we, we look at short-term measures, we look at instant success. We're not prepared to, to, to lay down policies and foundations for the long term. We don't have the patience. And then our administration, you look at most of the countries, you, you look at what's happening in Ghana at the moment. I mean, the Ghana FA has been dissolved by the government. Mm. That alone gives you an uh, inkling of, 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 of how football is run on the continent. I mean, Ghana is one of the powerhouses of, of of African football. football. Yeah, not just uh, West Africa, but the, the entire continent. The yeah. president of, of the Ghana FA is the vice president of CAF, and he sits on the FIFA Council. So so this will show you that what's pulling us down. We might have the players, we might have the talent, we might have the manes, the, the Kulibali, the, 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 you know, the Salas, mm-hmm. but what's holding us down and always holding us down is, is off the field, it's not on the field, you know. So things like government interference. Not government interference per se. It's 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 poor administration. You know, it's a mm. greed. It's the it's a power trip. The dictatorship of of 
football leaders. You know, we, 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 we need leaders who are visionary, who take a back seat and let the game flow, you know. If I ask you who's the, who's the president of the, of the Italian FA or the German FA, most people would not know, you know. Mm. But uh, on, on, on the continent, the, 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 those the, people are the superstars. Yeah, they They're become the celebrities. like celebrities, yeah. exactly, you know. And uh, how can that, can that actually be stopped? Can, can, can it be, I don't know, can, can that be stopped? I think it needs, it's, it, it's a very complex issue and it needs all the stakeholders to come together, you know. I mean, mm. the media plays an important role to expose this and to also educate people, the fans, the government, the people, the stakeholders in the game themselves. Because the game is about players. The players are the most important stakeholders in the game, you know. And the game should be about the players, not about anyone else. You know, there's always talk about development structures, development structures. That's what we need to, you know, up our game in the continent. But I think in depth, because you've got more knowledge than me about this. What, hope so, <laughs> what do development structures entail? What does that term entail? I think simply put, uh, Lelo, you're right, because it's becoming like a abused or a swear word in South African society because everything that goes wrong, we put it to development. But it's just about being structured, you know, knowing where you're going, just have a plan in place uh, from very young age right till the high performance age, you know, professional age, national team. That's what it means, basically. So if you don't, it's, it's, it's like a kid going to school. You start at primary school, going to high school and to tertiary. Mm. So football should be the same. You have the age groups, younger age groups, going on to the teenage the phases, and then it's high performance, it's senior level, national team level. So you have to have the systematic phase and program in place. What do you, how would you describe what's happening here in our country currently? I think like what we've been doing is just taking shortcuts, you know, we, we, there's no continuity. We've had great teams. When you look at some of the national teams we've had before, they've been great national teams. I'm talking about the age group teams, mm. but because there's no structures in place, so they fall in the gaps. Mm. And then we've got to keep on doing this thing we call rebuilding, you know, Yeah. because there's no continuity. There's yet, yet in rugby and cricket, it's, it's there. That's why they are uh, world powers in rugby and cricket. Looking at rugby and cricket as an example, because I was actually do, I was thinking about that. Because what I know is that in rugby and cricket, at schools there are leagues, and then from leagues there's provincials, and those players that have been identified they're kept in the system. Why are we not doing it here when it comes to our football? Because we see in our rugby and our cricket that that machinery bears fruit, a lot of it. Yes, the Proteus have not won a World Cup yet, but they are one of uh, the powerhouses as, as far as cricket is concerned internationally, globally. But in football, why is that machinery not taken? I mean, Safa House is not far from uh, Cricket South Africa. Safa House is in Naturina. Cricket South Africa is in Ilovo. It's a driving distance, a short one at that, to say, to knock on the door and say, hey guys, how are you doing? How are you doing this thing and how is it working for you? No, you spot on, uh, Lelo. I think you've actually. You, the question you were asking me before, before, you've actually answered it because it comes back to planning and structures again. There's that step-by-step -step, uh, continuity mm. and you got to implement it. But I think here we are not patient enough. We have great plans on paper. We put great plans on paper. But when we need to execute, I think that's the problem. And the other problem is maybe we don't have the right people in the right places. Mm. But uh, I must say, uh, recently, uh, Safka have been having 
good uh, talks with Safa, especially the leadership, uh, the re-elected president, Danny Jordan, Dennis Mumble, the CEO. And uh, there is that willingness to change and to listen, you know, the political world. So for once, I think I'm feeling very optimistic because I was one of the fiercest critics, as you would know, you know. Mm -hmm. So I think talking to Danny Jordan recently over the past few months, he seems that there is that willingness to really change because you can't be doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. I mean, that's the height of... You can finish that for me. You, know? <laughs> <laughs> you are listening to Radio 2000. It is Game on Amplified. We're talking to the technical advisor of uh, SAFCA, the South African Football Coaches Association, Sudesh Singh. You can call in 089-110-2000 and ask him any question that is football-related. And, uh, yeah, this man has got answers. He's got knowledge. He's got experience. He's here to share it with us. 089-110-2000. You are listening to Game on Amplified. Claire Lewis on Radio 2000. It's an easy Friday this Friday. We're talking to Sudesh Singh, talking about all things that are football, the World Cup, players, you name it. And of course, we also asked you, which team are you adopting going into the World Cup there? Let's go to the line now from Ed Lamini. We've got Kamuhelo. Kamuhelo, good evening and welcome to the show. Hello, Kamuhelo. All right, then. Kamuhelo, uh, hello? Okay, then let's go to Welcome, where we find Gladstone. Gladstone, good evening. Good evening, Velo. How's it, man? Fantastic. Go for it. Uh, I'm, I'm a German supporter, man. Uh, and, and I was just so disappointed now when I was listening to you uh, naming all the, all, the, all the so-called stars that will be in, in, in the World Cup, but you, 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 you failed to mention one <laughs> One star from 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 the German side, uh, Lelo. I'm, I'm I'm very disappointed. Man. I was not naming all of them. I was just giving a few examples. But name your star. No, but 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 I mean, Lelo, isn't it obvious, man? I mean, among those, uh, uh, couldn't you even just 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 uh, uh, talk about Timo uh, uh, or, or Julian? And I mean, I mean. Uh, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, I'm, I'm actually, I'm very disappointed in you. And I, I actually, whenever I listen to, 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 uh, to Radio 2000, yes. I'm actually, I, 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 I like the way you, you present the stuff, but nightman ish. Disappointed me, bro. Ah, last, and you know, you can't please everyone every day. But, uh, what are you thinking about what we're talking about, uh, to the, tonight when it comes to the World Cup and uh, the way that football has evolved, as well as, uh, you know, the reasons why maybe African football, as much as we have the stars, players that are doing well in Europe, we are just not getting there as far as the semi finals and even the final. Uh, you, you know what, Lelo? Uh, I think this thing has been spoken to, uh, uh, spoken about too much, man. And 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 it's as if uh, uh, our players, are, uh, they 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 just don't don't understand or they don't grasp fully what to, what it means to wear uh, uh, your national jersey, man. Uh, uh, because that's key. I mean, for you, it's it's like in every department, man. When you when you when when you work for the for the for the for the for the for the nation, man, you need to show that you're servant. You're going out there to actually serve the people, you know, and and, and just give it your all, you mm. know. And and I think that uh, so, so some of our players have lost that, you know. There's 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 not much consistency in in what they're doing. If you can look at them when they're playing at their their, their teams, they're doing so great, man. But coming to the national team, then it's 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 something else, yeah. you know. And and and, and we can't keep on. 
pointing fingers to uh, to to technical uh, staff and, and and our coaches. You know, I mean, we've we've it, it's like now Stuart Dexter is not the first time that is that is uh, that is uh, our, our coach. Bafana. You know, yeah. Yes, and 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 I fail to understand why is it that 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 uh, our guys are not really. I mean, if you look at if if you look at this this. Uh, 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 European players. I mean, we, we we have players from 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 Africa that plays uh, with those guys. Mm. But when coming to compete with them uh, on, on 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 national level, it's it's as if we 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 uh, uh, we a team coming from 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 uh, uh, the NDF, you know, uh, uh, compared to guys that that's playing in the PSL, and and it's it's really sad, man. All right. Well, thank you so much, Dustin, there for your. For your insights there. Now let's go to Zamini where we find Kamuhelo. Kamuhelo, good evening and welcome to the show. Hey, Mzaku, how hey, are you? I'm good, my brother. Yo, we finally connected with you. We thought you were yes. gone there. Yeah, talk to us. Yeah, no, it's very interesting. I mean, I've been catching up on a whole lot of uh, international things to see uh, the depth of uh, different teams, the players that they've selected, the different styles and everything. So it's quite interesting to see... Uh, which which team would we say it's capable of winning the World Cup? So for me, uh, I mean, charity begins at home. So we first have to adopt the teams from Africa. So mm. the teams that I would say I'm really rooting for to do well, it's Senegal and Morocco. Senegal I know Morocco, and Morocco. Yeah, I know Morocco is in a group of death, but I think they've got a capability. I mean, they've beaten Portugal before, so I think I trust them to do well. So, I mean, it's, it's, I think they need they need the three points, the, 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 first, the first game, which is they're playing against Iran. So I think they, 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 they can do pretty well. So in terms of uh, the African teams, I'm rooting for Morocco and Senegal. And then the team that I ultimately say would love to win the World Cup is mm. either France or Germany. All right, thank you so much there, Kamohelo. And just to give you a score update, Bafana Bafana leading Botswana 3-0. Lebuham Mabuwe just scored the third goal for Bafana Bafana in that plate final in the Kosafa Cup. Let's go to, is there anyone there? And let's go to KZN, where there's Bongani. Bongani, good evening. Okay, let's go to Mafiking, where we find, I think Lesejo is there. Mafiking, Lesejo, good evening and welcome. Evening, Lelo, how are you? I'm fantastic, go for it. All right, evening to the coach there as well. Evening, evening. Uh, all right. Um, I'd like to comment on um, my my view on, on, on the World Cup. Mm. Um, my observation, I'm not sure whether I don't have facts with me, but I'm just thinking from the top of my head. Uh, when you look at England, mm. as one of the teams that <clears throat> um, a lot of people are not talking about, but um, what, what I'm trying to say is that they've brought in uh, some of the best coaches in the world brought them together um uh, you 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 one would say uh, it, it 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 was a deal between those teams and the english fa to say bring the best coaches around so that coach Gareth Southgate can mm. learn from them uh you know we had a discussion with the other guys and they were saying oh but no a lot of players from outside uh, england are playing there but i'm saying if you look at the current english team uh, it comprises of the first team players mm. All of those players are playing in the first team, and they have been coached week in, week out by some of the best coaches in the world. So uh, I, I'm, I'm, I've been following them to say, I think that's the best model to say, get the best guys around you that you can learn from. So that uh, I, I know that coaches talk now and then. I think maybe Carlos Southgate would have a, a talk with the coaches now and then uh, regarding players individually. So I'm saying England, England, no one is talking about England, but I'm saying 
look at how they play. They 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 now playing the modern three four three, come three five two. It means they are getting <laughs> to grips with what is happening around here. Uh, mm-hmm. That's my take. I'm, 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 that's my take on England. And then, la- just lastly, just a few seconds to say, yeah. uh, I agree with the coach with regards to the development. People are just using the word loosely development. We are saying a person has talent, but mm-hmm. how do we harness? How do we nurture? How do we structure that talent to be constructive? Uh, and lastly, to say with that talent, if our association can get people that we call national assets that we can own from the age 12 until they, they, they retire, then I think we'll get somewhere. That's my parting shot. Thank you so, so much, Lesejo. Now let's stay in Mafikeng where we find Rene Lue. Rene Lue, good evening. Hey, Lue, how are you, my guy? Fantastic, my guy. Go for it. But, uh, the first guy who called and uh, attacked or cannot attack and said he didn't mention anyone from the German national team like not being a star and him being <laughs> Yeah. What I think... I think I want to say that if we check all the teams that you mentioned, you are right, they have stars. But if ever, like now, at the top of your head and say, name one German star, they don't really have stars. They just have a good, solid team. team. From the goalkeeper yeah. up until uh, the striker and the bench. Because Pele did say that, uh, the great Pele that is, he did say that, look, individually, uh, Brazil, Brazil has good. got good players, but he doesn't see them winning the World Cup because he doesn't feel that they have a team. They, they they never click. If you check William, he's gonna play William, William and Neymar, and I think it's Douglas Costa or someone. I think Costa is injured, but they don't gel. They don't gel. That's why even Portugal, as big as they are, they always flop because why? All the pressure goes to Ronaldo. It's like if let's say uh, tomorrow Portugal to play play Croatia, it's gonna be uh, Ronaldo versus Croatia. <laughs> All right. You know what I mean? I... And, and just going back to Safa, like to South African football. Yeah. I think. We've done. We've, we've given like uh, guys like uh, what is what is his name? Danny Jordan more than enough time. Because like it's not only on the players and the coach, even the administrators. So if say let's say uh, we don't do well, we don't qualify for a World Cup or Cup of Nations, maybe even that administrator should be changed. This thing of them having a separate meeting, voting for their own president and stuff like that. Why can't we get involved and say okay, fine, Danny Jordan, you've had a chance. Let's get someone younger. Maybe that Eisner would have done a better job than Danny Jordan because. Then you has been there since 2010. What have he done? How many World Cups have we gone to? How many Afghans have we gone to? He brought us the World Cup, but that's nothing. We need to qualify and go somewhere and compete. All right, Renele, thank you so, so much for your time there. You've heard uh, the callers uh, talking about the World Cup and so on. Now, you know, um, there's this thing where we find, uh, especially internationally, when it comes to junior competitions, South African teams tend to do fairly well there. I mean, we've had uh, the Tata Flies uh, some time ago where they won a, an, an, you know, yeah, they won the, the, the World Cup of that age group. But then none of those players, it seems like they filtered to the Bafana Bafana squad. How big is age cheating in the African continent and even in the world of football? No, I think, uh, Lelo, that's a great question. Uh, I think in Africa it's a serious problem, but it's not only restricted to to Africa at Mm. large. But on the continent we know that uh, it's a problem. When you look at uh, some of the countries that have won World Youth Cups, under 17, under 20, from the continent, but then you wonder why those players never go on to the next stage, you know. They Mm. get lost after four or five years in the system. And you come to realize that, no, those players were probably over age. 
And uh, if we really had that kind of talent at that age and we win the World Cup at under-20 level, mm. where are those players? Why don't that country go on and win the senior World Cup, you know, a few years later? You look at the, uh, the group of the Messi's or even the Spain team with Casillas. Mm. They were all played in the under-20, under-17 World Cups. They all came but there is the that ranks. continuity. They go on. Mm. But in Africa, so it's a combination of that, of possibly age hitting and, and lack of proper planning where players get lost in the in the system, you know. So it is it is a serious issue of age hitting on the continent. Is age hitting facilitated by the players or are the players also maybe assisted by unscrupulous managers maybe? Coaches, maybe, or even agents. No, definitely. I think it's 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 everyone who's involved. You can't blame the players alone, you know, because it's not him who's going to go and change his age. Mm. He's influenced by either at school his teacher or his coach at that level, or even his agent or officials. So it's a whole system that needs to change, you know, and become because, as I mentioned earlier, Lelo, it's it's just this 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 hunger for short term success. So people will do anything to achieve that success, but. It doesn't last, and it shows that those players who won the, the Under-20 World Cup, Under-17 World Cup uh, from West Africa, where are they now? They've lost. Mm. they lost in the system. We, we, we don't even hear about them. Are the, is there anything being done about it, even you know, from, at, at FIFA level? Yeah, I think CAF and FIFA have now introduced the MRI scanning, but apparently there are still ways to, to circumvent that, unfortunately. Uh, I, I, I follow a lot of football on the continent. I have friends all over, and, and there's always a cry about a certain regional or, or continental youth tournament. There's underage, uh, uh, there's age cheating, you know. Mm. So it seems that there's ways to circumvent that, or, or unless we're not doing it uh, in, in a very organized and supervised manner, you know, where we, we check properly for, for uh, when we're doing these scans and stuff like that. I'm sure you know. Give me some examples of how do these players actually do this? I mean, from uh, using the, the younger brother's birth certificate. What yeah, happens yeah. there? In, I think in my time when I worked at Sundowns at the academy, we had one such incident, instance. Uh, Dan Malisela was a coach and Zipot Langalala. And I think we were going to play in Spain at the under-18 tournament. Mm. So we were all at the home affairs in Pretoria organizing passports for the guys. But there was one player who was reluctant to, to actually go in the office. So the lady who was helping us called uh, myself and Dan Malisela to come and look at the computer, you know. Mm -hmm. According to that boy's uh, ID book or birth certificate, there was someone else born in his family at that time. And the space between the birth that he claimed he was was not even nine months. So she says, <laughs> how can this woman give birth to two, two kids, kids in less than the in space less of nine months? <laughs> so we call this boy and we ask him, okay, you know, at least be honest. And he says, no, where he comes from, his coach there, actually, he didn't even go into the home affairs. He just got his passport from that coach. Hmm. So and, 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 and he was a player, although he was possibly about a year or two older, mm -hmm. but he was a very talented player, and unfortunately the boy is lost in the system, you know. So th those are one of the elementary ways of circumventing the system. And then the, uh, the what, what can you, how can you put it, the more, um, nowadays, how do they do it? I don't know. There's the more sophisticated of, yeah, way. Yeah, there's, 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 when I hear about horror stories on the continent, I mean, last week there was a woman's qualifier, African woman's qualifier, I think Kenya versus 
Equatorial Guinea. Guinea. Oh my goodness! And uh, they took it up to FIFA because Guinea Equatorial Guinea had a man playing there. So <laughs> yeah, no, it's a touch. It's a touchy subject and, and, when it and, comes to that and one. And Equatorial Guinea was just recently banned by FIFA, and yet they still persist and do this kind of. They were banned for that. Yeah, because uh, there, there were two players in the Equatorial Guinea squad that helped Equatorial Guinea women's team progress to the World Cup. And then when it was time to go to the World Cup, those two players were withdrawn. Yeah, exactly. It's because of the same kind of thing. They were they were men, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, so, <laughs> yeah, this is the continent. And, and you asked earlier why we don't achieve the World Cup. So mm. we need to get all these little things right, you know. We can't be perfect and we can't say that we are the same as Europe or South America. But at least let's try and, and, and work hard and be honest and put in... Good systems in place, you know. I think also when it comes to football uh, at World Cup level, at international level, one would say it is one of the cleanest sports as far as doping is concerned. Yeah, definitely. It's uh, it's when you uh, relate it to other sports. Uh, I think there are a lot of controls, but there's one area. Uh, I was at a FIFA medical symposium last week at uh, Safa House. Mm. And I asked one of the CAF doctors there, because I don't know if you know the story of the Peru captain being banned. Yes, I do. Because of, of uh, uh, so-called doping. Uh-huh. But it was actually not doping, because that was indigenous, you know, a, 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 traditional, a traditional tea that he was drinking. So, so FIFA and even WADA, the doping association, yet they haven't yet got protocols on, on traditional and ind- indigenous remedies yeah because this player is he's from peru and and they live in high altitude you know the yes, they do yeah so apparently there's some kind of herbal tea that they drink that oh. also has a mixture from the cocoa plant you know that's that that cocaine comes from yes so when they did tests they found traces of cocaine but it wasn't really cocaine that he was taking it was so he won the case on anti-doping but where they banned him he took the case further to to cares mm-hmm. to to cut his ban down and apparently FIFA didn't like that. But now apparently he's, 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 he's got urgent interdict from CAS mm-hmm. that allows him to play in the World Cup, you know. All right. So interesting case, a, that was. A very interesting case. I mean, then does that mean that uh, a player here could also say, because, I mean, we've seen there's quite a lot of teas that are being yeah, sold yeah, now. Chinese teas, Moringa teas. No, trees. even Imbiza, you know. Yeah. We have Imbiza. Some of our players, we drink Imbiza to clean the system. So... So I think that's where we, we, we need to respect more indigenous uh, foods, indigenous drinks, and also do more research into it because not all of it is bad, you know. Mm. And then why does it seem like in football when a player is caught and they would say, they would confess that, yes, I did sniff cocaine, but and then they would be slapped with a heavy four-year ban. But in instances like that, when you say where a player says, no, if the traces were found because I was drinking tea, then they slept with a a band that is far lesser than four years. Yeah, I guess because they didn't have conclusive uh, evidence, mm. medical evidence to, to tie that, that herbal remedy or herbal tea with to, whether it was real cocaine that he was really sniffing, you know. So they gave him the benefit of the doubt. Mm. And, and, and I guess that's how he got a lighter ban. All right. As we wrap up the show now, could you tell us then, looking at the way that uh, the teams that are in the World Cup currently, uh, from the teams that are ranked at the top in terms of the FIFA rankings and the way that they've gone through their qualifiers, who do you see? I know it's too early to say, but who do you see as the teams that could actually really uh, go far in the 2018 FIFA World Cup in Russia? 
I think looking at all those factors and uh, and the and the history and uh, the pedigree of the teams, I think the four teams for me that we go through the semi-finals would be Germany, Brazil, France, and Spain. And uh, I can see Germany winning the World Cup again mm. because you look at the way they won the last World Cup, uh, and 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 the depth in quality. I mean, they have two guys for each position. They got uh, they managed to to integrate the older players with the younger players, mm-hmm. so I think they're very very solid and uh, with their pedigree behind them. You mentioned Brazil, and I think Pele was a bit right there. They have a collection of of, of stars, but I think the coach at the moment doesn't know which is his strongest lineup. You mm-hmm. know, so I think that could affect them a bit. Uh, France and Spain, I think I would I would put them as the outside bet with. Possibly Argentina being a dark horse, you know. Argentina being a dark horse. Okay. So that's thing. Our uh, guest for tonight from uh, the South African, uh, well, he's a technical advisor there at the South African Football Coaches Association. Thank you so much for your time and uh, hopefully we'll be chatting again soon. Thank you, Lelo. Good night. It was a privilege to be here. Thanks. It was a privilege to have you. And Bafana Bafana have lifted.